everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. Today I want to talk to you about tracking your success in your weight loss journey. And what I mean by tracking is the things that we typically as women in my experience, like in my own personal experience and in my experience observing what other women don't do, weighing yourself measuring yourself, taking progress photos. These are the things that typically women aren't doing when they're trying to reach a weight loss goal. These are the most important things that you can be doing for, I'm going to say for your peace of mind, but also so you don't give up. They are the probably one of the most important components of a weight loss journey And they are the things that women tend to not do. I can speak from my own experience for why I think most of us aren't doing it. I do it now. For for those of you that are tuning into my current weight loss journey, you know that I am now weighing myself every day. I am measuring myself every other week. Um, I will will lead this podcast with exciting news, and, and this is probably why I realized like, wow, this is, this is also why you do it. Um, just this week. So just as a refresher, for those of you tuning in, um, I, on June 1st embarked on what I'm calling. So June 1st was my day one of going all in hardcore keto diet And the reason why that's kind of funny for me is that I have been the single most skeptical person about the keto diet on the planet, even though, um, and for those of you that that have been a longtime fan of this show, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people on this show about the keto diet, some really fantastic, highly respected people in the keto space. And even though these people I consider to be my friends, um, I have mad respect for them. I know the keto diet and lifestyle has worked for them. I've always been like, "Mm, not for me, you know? And I never, ever, ever, ever thought I would even consider going keto. I'm like, why would I? 
why would I not have bread? Why would I not have crackers? You know, why would I not have cookies? Why would I not have gluten? Um, and the truth is, you know, like I've said before in, in my recent episodes, when I've shared why I'm going keto, you know, this is because my doctor has, has led me down this path recently, my functional medicine doctor, and has shared with me that based on my health conditions, my hormone issues, the insulin issues that I have, you know, the, the state of my body where we are right now, um, we've got a situation where, you know, my fat cells are kind of in this kind of like a dead battery. I, I'm paraphrasing here. And we've got to kind of like reboot the, the car. And so a keto diet combined with extended fasting for my body is something that can be very beneficial. And let's be real. Me starting on June 1st, I'm recording this on Friday, June 25th. Um, as of, I think I took my measurements two days ago. I, so I've lost four pounds as of, you know, I don't know. Well, as of even today, obviously I haven't lost any more weight. Um, and this, I've been kind of hovering at the same weight for the past six days, which is good, but, but I'm going to call I'm going to talk about that and, and why it's good to be not only weighing yourself, but measuring yourself and taking progress photos and also using how your clothes fit as a data point. But um, back to a summary. So started on June 1st, this is Friday, June 25th, I have lost four pounds and I've lost 4.75 inches. So to have those data points, you know, if I was only looking at how much weight I lost on the scale, some women might be very frustrated. If I wasn't weighing myself and wasn't measuring myself, if I'm keeping it real ladies, and I was just looking at how I felt about like how I look in my workout clothes, honestly, I probably wouldn't think I'd been making any progress. If I, if I'm, if I'm being honest, um, there were a couple of times I'd shared on Instagram that like I would weigh myself and the scale had showed, you know, like, wow, this is the lowest the scale was. And that very day I put my workout clothes on and I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, ah, and that's the way our bodies tend to drop weight. Like we can, we can tend to lean out more in one area before another area leans out. Like it, it, your body is going to lose weight the way it wants to. It's not sometimes going to lean out evenly. So sometimes maybe your arms will lean out and not your, the, you know, like you might be all focused on your stomach and that might be the last place that you lose weight. <laughs> Certainly like my lower stomach pudge is probably going to be the last place I lose it. I have always had a flat, flat, flat stomach my whole life. And when my hormones got jacked, I developed this lower stomach. It's like a little shelf that will not go away. It's like, it's like somebody add, it's like a sculpture. It's just, it makes me laugh at this point. Cause I'm just like, nothing will make it go away. And I know it's cortisol and all of that related, but anyway, um, I, at this point I do, it makes me laugh because I'm just like, you know, I, I know it's not me eating donuts and pizza and cheeseburgers every day, you know, like WTF at this point, inevitably we're going to get rid of it. But, um, 
sometimes you do, you just have to laugh at, you know, the ridiculousness of hormones and all of the, the madness, but, um, your body loses weight the way it wants to. And so sometimes what you have to understand is like, take a step back and go, okay, what might happen is like with me, I'm losing weight. And, and this does tend to happen too. you. I've, I've heard this said that you can lose weight, like from the top down. So you'll lose weight in your face first, and then you'll lose weight. Um, sometimes in your chest, I'm still having an estrogen dominant situation going on. So I haven't lost weight in my boobs, but I'm definitely losing weight, um, in my torso, my upper torso. And so what's happening to me is it's, it's making me, my perception is it's making my hips look bigger to me. And this is where I talked about this in a podcast episode. I also talked about this on IGTV one day is, you know, body dysmorphia is very real, especially when you start losing weight. That's when you can start looking at yourself and getting all kinds of weird, like, you know, body issues. And that's why, again, tracking becomes really important because you can, the tracking becomes your best friend. I've talked about this before in other episodes because you you can start it takes the emotion out of it if you're not tracking it's times like that where you'll look at yourself in the mirror and you can become emotional and irrational because you're looking at yourself and not really realizing like wait a second here's what's happening i've lost weight in my upper body and that's because i'm smaller up there my hips who where i haven't lost weight yet look bigger to me that's what's going on here you know, and, and I shouldn't get frustrated. It's just, I'm, I'm going through what I call loss pains, you know, instead of growing pains, loss pains, I'm going through, I'm going through loss pains. That's why tracking is so important because the, the tracking will help you remember like, okay, wait a second. And, and honestly, like this really has helped me because this morning I got on the scale. So, um, I'm right now this morning at 159.5 and the highest weight I've been so far since I started. So I guess I should, and I have said this before to, to everybody, I, I want to be very transparent. Day one, I was 161 and then the scale jumped, the scale jumped to 163. So in a way, I guess I could say that from day one to now, like I'm down two pounds, but I've, I'm saying I've lost four pounds because I was up to 163 and now I'm 159. But really, so in other words, however we want to look at it, I'm on day one, I was 161. I'm now down to 159. That's really two pounds on the scale. I think I was looking at it as, wow, I was up at 163 and now I'm 159. That's how I was looking at four pounds. But I just also want to be transparent. So it really depends on what day you look at it. <laughs> if we look at my start date as the day I was 163, I've lost four pounds. If we look at my start date as the day I was 161, I've lost two pounds. Does it really matter? Um, because realistically, at some point on the scale in between... June 1st. And now I was 163 and I am now 159. Um, but the funny thing is, is truthfully for the last five or six, maybe seven days, I'll have to look at my spreadsheet. That scale has been 159.0, 159.1, 159.0, 159.3, 159.1, 159.2, 159.3, 159.4, 159.5, 159.6, 159.7, 159.8, 159.9, 159.10, 159.11, 159.12, 159.13, 159.14, 159.15, 159.16, 
And I, you know, I got up the scale this morning and I was like, and you know, my immediate reaction was like frustration. Like, why isn't it going down? And that's the way women react. I'm sure men react that way too. I'm not saying men don't get frustrated. Like our automatic reaction is we always want it to go down, 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 down. And we have to be able to step back number one and realize first, if the scale went down every single day, we would inevitably be zero, which is Im- impossible. We would be dead. Number two, like there has to be times when the scale we're going to weigh like normal. It's it's never going to be a linear path. We have to just be losing weight over time. And my goal is to lose an average of one pound a week. So, so far I'm doing pretty good. I'm let's see, I'm 20, 24 days in. So a little over three weeks and, you know, like we said, four pounds down. So I'm really actually ahead of my goal. So Kelly, shut up. But again, you guys, this is where the data comes in. If, if you, if you don't have data, you can like have one day where you look in the mirror and you'll get so down. And if you get so down Here's the problem. I know from experience, women, we're, we are such more emotional creatures than men. It, that's our weakness. It can be our strength in other areas of life. But when it comes to weight loss, this is where men have it over us. In addition to hormones, you lucky bastards. Um, women, this is where we, we have it. It's a weakness, our emotions, because we look in the mirror, we see something that upsets us, and we want to self-sabotage. Certainly I have. And, and I would want to say, screw this. I'm not going to work out today. I'm going to change. into This is what I used to do in Chicago a million times over. I would just say, screw this. I'm not going to work out. I'm going to change into my sweats. And I'm going to watch TV all afternoon. Um, I'm going to take the day off. I'm going to order Giordano's pizza. And I'm just going to watch TV and feel sorry for myself. And that's what I did. And like, as I say that to you, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. That's what I would do. Now, why would I do that? I have no idea because as I say that out loud, I'm like, that is the dumbest thing. You, you feel bad about how you look. And so you're going to take the absolute dumbest next step. Like you think you feel, you, you think you look bad. So instead of doing something smart, like let me work out because I don't like how I look, I'm going to like do the, the polar opposite. I'm going to eat and sit on the couch, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's what I used to do. Um, and then I would probably spend the whole weekend feeling sorry for myself and eating Oreos dipped in creamy deluxe frosting, eating whatever it is that, that I wanted, whatever it was that would make me feel really bad about myself. And then starting on Monday, what do you think I would do? Start another diet. Hardcore, right? Everybody would start really hardcore. That was my, my favorite word. As what did I do when I say that? What did I say at the beginning of this podcast? I started my keto diet hardcore. It is one of my favorite words. But this is a cycle, and this is something I don't do anymore. Consistency is your best friend. I I love my friend Sherry because one of the things that she said to me probably two years ago that got me out of that phase is she's like, you have a tendency to just 
you don't stick with anything longer than two or three weeks. And I was like, yes, I do. And then I realized that I, I really didn't, you know, I, I would get to about the two week mark and I would start going, this isn't working, you know, and I would start looking for something, you know, thinking that the grass would be greener on this side, or maybe I should add this, or maybe I should tweak this, or maybe I should start doing celery juice or maybe this, or maybe that she's like, you don't give anything a chance to work. And the truth is I didn't. So understanding that consistency is your best friend with any weight loss journey, whether you're doing what I'm doing, like going keto, uh, whether you're paleo, whether you're doing Weight Watchers, whether you're doing a plant-based whole food diet, whatever it is that you're doing, you got to find a way to stick with what you're doing, stick with a path, right? And how do you, the best way you can do that is to eliminate obstacles that are going to set you off course. And for, you know, to me, this whole tracking thing, to me, that's a woman's best friend. Because to me, one of the, in my experience, in my own experience, and in, the, in my experience, seeing what sets off other, other women a lot, it's emotion. And when you have data that is so objective, but also can quite often surprise you, that can become your best friend. Now, I'm going to give you a sidebar about data because this is a completely different uh, way of looking at data and how it can be your best friend. But this is why I want you to start wrapping your arms around data. A lot of women don't weigh and measure their food. And they're like, I don't need to do it. I can eyeball it. I know how much a you know four ounces of chicken is, blah, 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 blah. Let me just tell you something. Like when I started really... You know, one of the things I, I have a lot now on my um, keto diet is nut butters, almond butter, cashew butter, whatever. And I, you guys might have seen me on Instagram. I have these really small spoons. <laughs> I love it because it makes, you know, if you're just going to sit down and have a serving of you know, two tablespoons of something at a time, that's not going to go long. You know, you use a regular spoonful. It's not going to go long. So, you know, mind tricks. I have these small spoons. But anyway it's very easy to overeat on nut butters. But um, I got to the point where I, I did feel like I could eyeball it. But if you take out, I have these eat smart scales and I took one out and I take a little ramekin and I set it on there and then I measure out and I weigh what 32, I think it's 32 grams of, you know, this Julie's real uh, cashew butter that I'm obsessed with. And the first thing I do is I put out what I eyeball what I think two tablespoons of nut butter is, and I put it in there and, and then I see how much that weighs. And you guess what? It's usually weight. Like it's usually 22 grams. So I'm usually like, wow, I get more, I get more. So like data can help you because here I was eyeballing and I was allowed to have a lot more, um, peanut butter or nut butter than I thought because I wasn't, you know, so see how data can be your best friend. Same thing here. So we're not weighing ourselves because we're scared of the scale. We're scared of what it's going to tell us. And I get it, you guys. When I first stepped on the scale, June 1st, when I hadn't weighed myself in 10 months because I was on that reverse diet, that was a really, that first step was like climbing, you know, Mount Vesuvius. It was a big step. It was a scary step. And when I got on that scale and it said that I was the same exact weight that I was before I started my reverse diet, it was like Jesus was right behind me, comforting me. It was the, the best moment ever. Because honestly, you would think like in my head, 
I thought I was going to get on the scale and it was going to say 300. I swear to God, we develop such a fear of the scale. It's crazy. But weighing, weighing every day has taken that fear away and it has helped me just see that scale can fluctuate. Hey everybody, let's talk about skincare. We've talked certainly about the importance of self-care quite a lot on this show. And what could be a better way to invest in self-care than by getting yourself some of the best skincare on the planet? Now, I have learned a lot since getting my first Botox injection about the importance of medical grade skincare. There is a world of difference between what you buy in a drugstore, what you buy in a department store, and when you're talking about medical grade skincare. Now, one of the companies that I use have used for gosh, quite a long time, I bought it first at my Botox appointment, is Globiotics. We've actually interviewed the founders on this very show. Check out Globiotics.com. It's probiotic-based, medical-grade skincare. It's exceptional. And we've got a 20% off deal for you. Just use code the Kelly O Show at Globiotics.com and you'll get 20% off. You're welcome. Here's the deal. Here's my weight from uh, Monday. Well, wait a second. Yeah. So today's the Friday. Um, on Tuesday, I was 159.0. The next day, I was 159.1. The next day, I was 159.3. And then today, I was 159.5. So it creeped up 0.1 pound, and then it crept up 0.2 pounds, and then another 0.2 pounds. Now, I could view that old Kelly would view that and go, oh, the scale's creeping up. It's creeping up every day. But here's the truth. <laughs> I'm, I'm savvy enough and smart enough to look at that and go, okay, you know, I could look at it that way and say, the scale is creeping up. Or I could be savvy enough to go, we're talking about a variance of 0.2, you know, 0.2, whatever it is, two tenths of a pound. Um, and Number number one, this is the first week since I've started that I have been working out hard to the degree that I'm I'm used to. The ten months that I was in the reverse diet, um, I had to really scale my working out bat, back. Um, there was no cardio other than walking ten thousand steps a day, so no cardio. My weight training, I was allowed to do four. Um, weight training sessions a week. And it was supposed to be really not very intense because for a long period of time, I was on uh, preventative migraine medication that was also blood pressure, lowering medication. A lot of, um, as a sidebar, a lot of folks who are put on medication to prevent migraines, it's not really just medicine that's designed to prevent migraines. It's really like oh, we made this medication to lower blood pressure, but we figured out that it also works to prevent migraines. So the thing is, is like you're taking blood pressure lowering medication. It works for migraines, but it has side effects. So I was on medication called Natalol, which caused weight gain. <laughs> Fantastic, right? Um, but it also made it so that if I elevated my heart rate during working out, I, I could potentially pass out. So I had to really like be very careful during those 10 months or when I was on the medication, because I did wean myself off of it towards the end of the year. Um, 
I, I, I just had to be very careful and not like, so there were no CrossFit workouts, no plyometrics, no cardio. So really, if you think about it for like the past year, I was at probably 25% of my workout capacity. And really I did a lot more like, I even did tr- some Tracy Anderson workouts. I did bar workouts. I did far less weight training workouts. I, lot of, I lost a lot of cardio capacity, a lot of strength, a lot of muscle. Um, and I'm only now starting to really get back into, I did started training again in April and then, um, I had migraines come back into my life. Now I'm on a different kind of, uh, migraine preventative medication. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing up this whole rigmarole and story about working out is you should know that when you start, if you, if you have not been working out and you start working out cardio and weight training that will show up on the scale. Um, it shows up particularly when you do, um, and, and do some Googling so that you understand this, but when you're doing heavy weight training the next day, your body is in recovery mode, but you will retain water. So when I got on the scale this morning, I expected the scale to be up. You should expect the scale the day after he- uh, heavy weight training to be up. Now I'm not a certified personal trainer, so I'm not the best person to explain that, but that is to be expected. Um, I also would not be surprised if now that I'm heavy weight training again, I plan to be every other day will be heavy lifting. Every other day will be cardio one day off a week. So I plan to be training six days a week, again, three days a week, cardio, three days a week, um, heavy lifting one day a week off. Um, Historically, my body on the scale loses weight very slowly, but historically, my body composition will change. So my measurements will go down, my weight will go down, but also historically, my um, hormones have not been fixed. I believe that my doctor is really going to change things. So we're going to see. I will share everything with you guys, Um, but you should know that. And that's why... That's why this whole data situation is is so key because it takes do you guys hear the way I'm talking to you about that? I mean, if this was me 2 3 years ago, I would never I would be so mortified to tell you that I weighed 159 pounds. I would be mortified, embarrassed as hell. But I'm not. I'm 5'5", five, five, I'm 52 years old. I that's what I weigh. I I can't help it. It's 20. My ideal weight is 138. So I'm about 20 20 pounds away from my ideal weight. Um, Who knows if, if I end up hitting 138, maybe I will, maybe I'll end up that my happy weight's 145. Maybe my happy weight will be 150. I have no idea. I really could not care less what my end all be all weight on the scale is. I just want to look good naked and I really don't care. Um, I saw a gal, um, she's kind of somebody I followed from Beachbody. Gosh, I can't think of her name. I think it's Tanya, but she was in one of like, the, she's been in a lot of Beachbody workouts and she's, so I'm, did I say I'm five, five, she's five, five, two. And she was showing some pictures before how she was like one twenty five, And now she's like, really loving life. And she's like, I'm 145 and I like myself heavier. I like myself at, you know, 20 pounds more than I was, you know, three or four years ago. I don't need my abs to be shredded like they were. And, you know, 
I'm not looking to be shredded. I'm looking to be um, optimal health. That's that's what I'm aiming for, and that's what I'm going to be. I absolutely have no doubt. I've said this to you guys in several of my most recent episodes. This Dr. Ruthie Harper, that is my doctor now. Um, again, I always want to say this. She's not paying me to say this. I I'm so glad I found her. I'm so glad I parted ways with my last doctor. Um, put myself first, found a better functional medicine doctor. She is brilliant. She's accepting new patients for any of you that that are interested. Um, look her up. She's in Austin, Texas. She takes telemedicine patients. I just know without question, this is the woman that's going to help me really get in optimal health, like really get my hormones across the finish line. Really, I mean, honestly, this is the most progress I've made with weight loss and moving my body in the right direction than I've made in the past several years. I just, she knows her stuff. Everything that she said, hey, I want you to do this and this is going to happen. It's right. I mean, I, in three weeks for me to make this amount of progress, I'm in shock. I'm literally in shock. And it's not only just that I've made this much progress from a weight loss slimming down perspective, but how much better I feel. Like the thing that I'm most excited about, you guys, and and I know I'm talking about data, but I have to say this as a sidebar in closing, going to bed every night, and and I know I keep saying, I want to make sure I say this with, with every time I talk about keto. I'm not trying to convince the world to go on keto. I really, I want to make sure I say that every time I talk about it. Cause I, I clearly I'm very, I've become very passionate about it, but I also firmly believe this is not for everybody. <laughs> Steve was, Steve was talking to me this morning. I was packing his lunch and, you know, I was packing him like a big thing of, um, like tuna fish and and he likes to have like tuna fish and these water crackers and he just eats it on water crackers at, at lunch just something simple and and I'm like oh my gosh I love those water crackers and I was trying to like kid with him like I'm so jealous you get to have water crackers and the thing is about me you guys is that the other thing my doctor really has me eliminating gluten right now this has to do with my insulin um, issues and and my gut issues we're also healing my gut right now and so Steve goes, can you, can you have these crackers right now? Are you not allowed to have that on keto? And I was just explaining to him, I said, you know, I also, in addition to being keto, I have to not have gluten because of my doctor or whatever. Um, but I, you know, I just said to him, I'm like, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go keto if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. So, you know, I'd love to be able to have crackers like that. Um, I, I would. So, but, but here's the other thing I want to tell you guys. The fact that I don't have a stomach ache every day, all day, that's the God's honest truth. Before June 1st, I was walking around wondering, why is my stomach making noises all day? Why is like every day, all day, and you guys know how healthy I eat. My stomach was like, if I was recording a podcast, you guys probably would have heard it. Well, my producer would have would have edited it out, but it would have been like, like the Loch Ness monster. And I'm just telling you, <laughs> I'm telling Sam, don't edit those noises out because I want them to hear it. That was me making the noises, not my stomach. Like my stomach would be making the noises, and 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 my it would just hurt. 
And I would go to bed every single night with my stomach bloated and hurting every night. And, and I, now it's just, I'm, I'm so spoiled because I go to bed and, and in the, in the beginning, like maybe June 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, I would say to Steve, I'm like, oh my God, I don't, I don't have a stomach ache. I'm not bloated. I just feel good. That is such a blessing. So I'm sorry, that's a sidebar. Let me just close this up and say again, ladies, if you want to lose weight and you are not doing this, if you are not giving yourself, I remember Whitney Jones way back in the day saying to me, Kelly, take progress pictures in a bikini. And I felt so bad about my body. I felt so embarrassed. I, I didn't want to see pictures of myself in a bikini. I didn't want them on my hard drive. I didn't want, you know, I don't think I was with Steve at the time, but you know, I didn't, I didn't want to think that somebody would get on my hard drive and see pictures of me in those bikini. Like I didn't want, I didn't want to know they existed. I thought, what if they're there? And then someone looks on my phone, you know, I mean, those are the stupid, dumb thoughts that, that we put in our head about ourselves. Like we've got to stop, you know, we're, we're so hard on ourselves take the before and after pictures, take the progress pictures. The good thing is, is, you know, there was a time period and I'm going to get back to it because that is the only thing that I haven't been doing lately is taking the progress pictures. And I'm going to get back to it because I have in my Dropbox, there was, I would, I would put on my workout clothes every morning and I would take a forward facing picture in my workout clothes, a side facing picture and a picture from the rear. And let me tell you something, having those as a reference point and being able to see where my body was storing fat and frankly, being able to see when I leaned out, that's inspiring to me. Having that record, it will be inspiring to you too. Take the pictures, take the measurements, get yourself an Excel spreadsheet or better yet, put it in, I'm starting to put everything in Google Docs. Because Excel spreadsheets, you know, and I'm starting to realize the beauty of having everything in Google Docs. Put it in a Google Doc. Have an Excel. I have the history of my measurements and my weight in an Excel spreadsheet. And I will tell you this. After this podcast, I'm going to put it into a Google Doc so I don't have to have it in an Excel spreadsheet anymore. But start recording your measurements and your weight by date. You will thank yourself later. Do your before and after pictures. And, you know, pick a pair of jeans and have that be the, the one thing, whether it's a, a jeans, maybe a pair of a, a dress, something that's like skin tight on you right now and have it be like a dress, a pair of jeans, whatever. And that's the thing that you, that you keep trying on, you know, once a month. And, and so it's like before and after pictures, take those, you decide, you know, take them once a week, take them once a month, do your measurements. I'd say I'd say measurements twice twice a month is a good idea. Weight, that's that's up to you. I per, I personally think weighing yourself once a week is a bad idea because knowing how much that weight can fluctuate, I mean, it, look at let me tell you that one week when when my weight fluctuated. If I would have weighed one week and I weighed 161 and then the next week I weighed on the one day that I was 164 and then the next week I weighed on the I mean I'm just saying like, it could be really depressing. Whereas now that I've seen the fluctuations every day, it's really given me a lot more 
emotional detachment and understanding of how the the scale fluctuates there's there's just so much less i step on the scale without fear every single morning i i encourage you to weigh yourself every single day so weigh yourself take your pictures take your measurements and find something that's a pair of clothes that is your gauge because for me it's a pair of page premium denim black pants black jeans that I bought um, when I had to go up a size and, and they were the jeans that I'm like, I just want a pair of jeans that I can throw on and not have to wear Spanx. And the truth is now they're so baggy. Steve's like, babe, you, you need to wear the smaller size. And I bought the size down. So they're still one size up from my normal jeans. And I'm going to try them on today. And I might just then have to get the the page ones altered down, which will be a big step for me. So hope this show was helpful for you all. Feel free to, you know, as always, my email is kelly at kellyalexa.com. Email me with any questions. We are going to have an amazing year this year, ladies. And of course, if you have questions, um, you know, if you are age 40 plus, age 35 plus, you're stuck in a weight loss plateau, you think this whole thing that I'm doing with keto and extended fasting could be beneficial for you like it is for me, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm happy to walk the walk with you and be your guide, um, answer any questions for you, et cetera. Don't hesitate to reach out. But of course, for all of you listening, I so appreciate it. I'm so glad to be back podcasting. Make sure you are subscribed. If you haven't written a review of the show, of course, you know, I'm going to beg and plead and and ask you to do so. Um, Leave a review on iTunes that helps the show get um, seen and heard by more folks that can benefit. Share the show. Let people know about it. Um, I would love for you to tell your friends about the show, um, especially friends that can benefit from this type of information. Um, Also, if you haven't had a chance yet, head on over to YouTube. I'm going to be throwing down new YouTube videos two times a week, probably starting uh, next week, as well as kellyalexa.com. You're going to start seeing blog posts going live there too, two times a week as well. I'm so excited, you guys, to be back. I have been taking so many courses on YouTube and on blogging, um, all the cool stuff that I didn't know how to do when I started YouTubing and blogging way back in 2007. So I'm geeking out about the whole situation. So I know I'm like a month behind when I said I would do it, but you know, I'm a perfectionist. So I like to have all my ducks in a row, but it's going to be worth the wait. So make sure you do that. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I will see you next time on the Kelly O Show.